0: Well, that is Julius Malema speaking a bit earlier on outside uh, the Uganda High Commission's office. Uh, joining us now is Lilochono Lomucharane. Lilochono, good afternoon, and thank you so much for making time for us. So, being gay in Uganda has been uh, criminal for a while now. What is it specifically about this new bill that has exacerbated the situation?
1: So, it's interesting because I think we need to be clear: being gay has not been criminalized. Uh, in Uganda previously, what this bill seeks to do is to criminalize being gay. So when you think about the gaps that the bill is trying to fill, uh, it's very particular, you know, like they, they didn't want to leave anything for chance. They, the the bill says there is certain defects in the existing law, right? So there is the penal code which criminalizes kind of uh, consensual same-sex interactions but it does. It doesn't comprehensively cater for what they call anti-homosexuality. Mm. So uh, what they're trying to do here is to criminalize a number of things. So, for instance, they criminalize what they call homosexuality, right? So the fact that you uh, identify uh, as a member of the LGBTI community, they criminalize what they call aggravated homosexuality, which I think is something we should talk about because. It makes a a, a number of kind of ideological uh, um, problems. And then they also criminalize the promotion of homosexuality. So, And that's also interesting because it it, it, it folds and it filters out through other kind of work that has been done in Uganda that have nothing to do necessarily with a queerness or members of the LGBTI
0: community. Speak to us quickly about that aggravated homosexuality and what exactly it is. And I see the penalty there is um, capital punishment.
1: So, um, aggravated homosexuality. And I have to be clear, I saw this thing circulating on social media and it says capital punishment. That is not true. I will will read to you what the bill says in its current form. So aggravated homosexuality, or a person commits what they call aggravated homosexuality, if they have, uh, if they commit, uh, have consensual sex with someone over the age of 18. So let's assume two 16-year-olds have uh, sex. That would be, if the offender is a person living with HIV, if the offender is a parent, if the offender is a person of authority. If the uh, victim of the offense is a person living with disability, if the person was a serial offender, or if the person uses kind of any drugs, uh, and if you're found guilty of this, what they call aggravated homosexuality, on conviction, you will be um, taken to prison for a period of 10 years. And what is further, they say that if you are charged with this kind of aggravated homosexuality, that you as the person who's been charged with that will have to undergo medical examination to ascertain your HIV status. Now, I don't know if your listeners can tell, but this aggravated homosexuality does a lot of things, right? So it kind of puts pedophilia in here. It um victimizes people who live with HIV, it victimizes people who are um who are live with disabilities because it says that they're not supposed to be having sex. If they are having sex, then it's aggravated homosexuality. And also it's an invasion of privacy because what it says is that if you are found guilty of this offense, then you have to uh undergo a medical examination to determine whether you are
0: um, HIV positive. Mm-hmm. Let's quickly uh, touch on in a couple of seconds on the solidarity movement um, and including South Africa for instance. I remember when this question was raised with the former um, the former Deputy President Didi Mabuza around Uganda's anti-homosexuality bill and he said that uh, South Africa should shut up.
1: I mean I don't think South Africa should shut up. I mean Uh, I think South Africa should speak, right? Uh, I'm glad that uh, leaders like Junis Malema have taken the call to the streets and gone to uh, the Uganda. I don't think that they should shut up. I think South Africa is a beacon of hope for a lot of people. And South Africa is the one that should speak because we are the first country in kind of the world that has the protection of sexual orientation and gender uh, in our constitution. So we should speak because we know how, how hard it was for people to fight for those rights
0: thank you so much for your time. Lillohonola Mwoharane is a legal practitioner and in-house counsel at the Centre for Applied Legal Studies. It's half past five, time for the news headlines.